Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Traveling is all about experiencing new things. You're in one of the most beautiful places in the world. What could possibly be wrong with that? My boyfriend and I planned this trip together. And at the last minute, he bailed. You can come crash with me. I'll show you. I couldn't put you up. It's going to be fine. Change of plans. I made a new friend. Looks like I'll be staying here for a while longer. We're going to explore the country. I just realized I haven't been in front of a fire in, like, a decade. You probably brought me all this way to kill me. In the middle of the ocean. No one can hear you scream. Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. And I have some ideas for what we should do tomorrow. I actually have a surprise for you. Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. Since when are you suddenly shy? You just don't like being on camera. So someone else was pretending to be you the whole time? Hello? Everything is so much better now that I've decided to stay. No, I'm not going to kill you. Well, that is disappointing. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 532. Releasing May 26th on Shudder is Influencer a psychological thriller that stars Emily Tennant as Madison, a social media influencer on a solo holiday in Thailand. When she meets CW, played by Cassandra No, her holiday takes an unexpected detour to forever change her life. An engrossing twist-filled thriller featuring fine performances in an exotic location, Influencer also marks the latest film from director Curtis David Harder. I'm glad to say he joins me now on the podcast. Curtis, how are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. First question I had to ask after I watched Influencer, I wanted to ask about the film's location. So, of of Th- which in this case is um, you shot the film in Bangkok, Thailand, or different kind of places around there. Um, was it always kind of like an aspiration of yours to film outside of uh, North America? And what was it about Thailand that really spoke to you as a place where you thought that this story could really kind of shine? Because I got to say, um, as the location of the film, I think plays a very kind of like influential and almost kind of like it seems like a character in its own, just the just the kind of the beauty of it and the kind of like the whole exotic nature of it, I think it really works really well with the story. Yeah, I think I think there's something really mystical about Southeast Asia that's that's really really cool, and I think for for this story uh, especially, kind of adds to the to the nature of like kind of the mystery and and the aspect of kind of getting lost in in these crazy locations. We when we got kind of pushed back about a year and a half from when we were supposed to shoot the film because of COVID, and uh, 
we were kind of looking at other places that were opening up, um, like some places in Latin America as potential options. And, and the more Tesh and I talked, the more it's like, if it's not Thailand, it's, it's not really, not really worth doing for us, um, for what we're really hoping to, to kind of accomplish with the film. Um, so yeah, there's, there's something that kind of drew me there, uh, seeing Thailand in, in movies when I was growing up and, and kind of something about Southeast Asia. The first time I went was in 2019 when we were already kind of starting to write the script. So, um, yeah, it, it kind of goes back to when I was younger. Always wanted to make a movie over there. When you have a change of location like that due to the circumstances so yeah, that you were talking about, what does that do to your screenplay? Does it, Do you have to tweak things around a bit? Does it change of locations? Does new shooting locations, et cetera, does that change kind of the way that you have to approach character and story? Or is it just pretty much the same uh, as it was uh, beforehand? Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's always... Like this story, when we started writing it, was definitely always going to be based over in thailand i think um to me character and, and story kind of comes first and then it kind of building some nice backdrops and stuff is is kind of like you're building kind of the atmosphere and everything so i think it all kind of goes hand in hand when it comes to the character of madison which is really interesting in that she has this online persona or I guess you could say kind of like an online facade where she's showing like she's having the time of her life, but she's actually the loneliest person in the world. And there's some really great shots in, in the in the movie where she's at this resort and there's no one else around. She's on a beach, she's on her own. Um, and it's really kind of interesting. When it came to the whole kind of um, uh, element of that kind of like delving into the persona that we put online as opposed to real life, what was it about that as a theme that really kind of spoke to you that you really wanted to dive into with this movie? Yeah. I mean, I think that that kind of transcends just influencers in terms of just, we've kind of built up these kind of dual sides of ourselves where the person we kind of put online is it's, it's part of us, but I think we tend to kind of exaggerate the the goodness. And, and uh, when we're kind of posting stuff online, we don't typically post, traumatic or terrible things happening to us so it, it kind of becomes a bit skewed in how we view other people um and so that was a big thing that tesh and i kind of wanted to discuss in terms of like what is the stuff that we're posting online really us or is it kind of just a manufactured version that is just showing a highlight reel so to speak speaking of highlight reel something close to it it's really interesting how when the trailer for this film came out some people were critical of the trailer and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, you showed us everything, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I can reveal to people right now that he didn't that that trailer didn't show everything. But it's really interesting how people took the trailer on face value as the quality of the the whole movie, as of what the whole movie is without actually watching the movie itself. And it kind of like in a in a very kind of way, I, I don't know if it was kind of like an experimental kind of part of you guys uh, of your guys in the marketing team to do that, but it kind of kind of exposed what you guys are even talking about in the movies. Like not everything you see online is like actually what your is is what it's is so actually true. real. So when you look back on um and when you read the comments and all of that, you had to of course had to have a bit of a bit of a laugh at what is going on because it's just you know, you're just coming running to your grip grip man. I mean, it worked really beautifully. Because I remember I saw the trailer as well. And I knew having like been in the game for a while, so I know there's more than this. And I've seen you know Spyro and I know some of your work beforehand, but it's really interesting just seeing that um kind of play out. Yeah, no, I hundred percent you nailed it on the head. Cause it was it was such an interesting, I mean without spoiling anything it's a it's a bit of a challenging movie to to market and how much yeah. you can kind of show versus how much you hide and because you 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 need to sell what the movie is but of course you don't want to give away everything um 
And I think like I'm really excited that people think it spoils everything because I just hope that they go watch it because I think they're in for some some fun surprises that we we did withhold a lot of the film. Um, but I think uh, yeah, I mean, modern audiences are really smart. They're they're always quick to know what's kind of coming in movies. They they're, they know the tropes. They know film structure. Um, so a big thing for Tesh and I was just how can we kind of try to subvert that and. And uh, growing up, I was always trying to guess the twists of films. And so what kind of movie could we kind of craft that is going to surprise the younger, younger or the current me? Like, I, I think that we, we're just trying to make movies that would kind of be fun for us to watch. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. I want to talk about Emily Tennant's performance as Madison in a film. It's interesting in that she plays the role of the influencer so well, but she does it without reverting to stereotype. And I think it can be really easy to kind of go into a more kind of comical or farcical kind of element of that. But you guys don't do that. But at the same time, there are those little things that she does. Um, the classic selfie pose with the tilt of the head, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. When you talk to Emily about the performance of how you wanted her to portray the influencer or how, or even going back, how you and Tesh wanted to write um, that character, um, was there ever a time when you guys had to kind of draw back to, to make sure that you don't delve into stereotype, that you don't delve into caricature? Because usually, like, when people want to, um, uh, you know, I guess in a way you could call influencer satire in, in certain aspects of it, but, you know, you didn't want to go too far into that that realm, did you? No, I think a, a big thing for, for Teshna and especially talking to Emily is is that it's, I think it's a really easy out to just when you hear a movie about an influencer, it's easy to just kind of demonize them and, and mock them and and kind of throw them under the bus. Um, and a big thing for us was kind of exploring the medium of it as opposed to just judging individuals. Um, so the character of Madison, we are we we hope that you judge her off the top. And I think that that, that it is kind of a movie about a bunch of different characters that that first impressions kind of can be deceiving. And, and so the idea of Madison being kind of this character, we don't know exactly why she became an influencer. And throughout the film, we start to kind of slowly uncover who this girl was and who she's become now and and kind of the the trappings of, of kind of that modern influencing career, so to speak, whatever that means. I want to talk about um, Cassandra No in the film. She's um, from Canada, where you're from as well. She's primarily known more as as a dancer, right? She's like that's like her background. I know she's done a bunch of um, shorts. She's done some TV as well. Um, from what I know of her career, this is like her biggest kind of like her first kind of lead, her, her biggest kind of performance. Um, what was it in casting Cassandra um, as CW that really kind of spoke to you in regards to her as an actor and also just as a as a um uh, as a personality as well that really fits the character of CW so well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met through through an actor friend, um, and in kind of an extensive casting process, we were trying to figure out who who CW is going to be because um, it's obviously the the movie hinges on on her performance. Uh, we just had coffee, and then we ended up doing like kind of a full table read of the script, and we were kind of that was kind of our how we were auditioning different people. Um, and she just brought such an interesting kind of the chameleon aspect of it that we were we were hoping for, and and kind of talking to her about what she saw in the character it kind of immediately just snapped into place um but yeah it was it was her first feature as a lead she'd never driven a motorcycle she'd never driven a boat she'd mm. never really internationally traveled that much um so it was a lot of firsts and i think she really stepped up to the plate and it was it was cool to see uh kind of what she brought to it well it's really interesting to me just reading up about her and, and her background as a dancer is that Dancing, of course, has a, is so much about movement. It's like that's their physical language. It's how they express themselves. But the character of CW, the thing about her is her stillness, the stare, the way that she can kind of seamlessly kind of like be in the background without people noticing that. And then she only when she wants to, she can make her presence known. I think that's a very kind of unique thing uh, from um, Cassandra's part to, to be able to pull off here. Yeah, no, I think I think well, dancers are just so in control of their body, and so it was, it was kind of cool to talk about the the physical aspect of it, which obviously translated to to a lot of the physical uh, um, parts of the performance that she had to go through. Um, but uh, yeah, she brought kind of an interesting thing with, with uh, dancing as a background. It was it was cool to kind of translate that into some performance stuff. So um, next question I'm going to ask, I hope I'm not going to go into spoiler territory here because it is an interesting thing to talk about. So if I go too far in, you let me know, okay? Um, (laughs) Right now we're really kind of, we're pretty much almost in or we're entering into this brave new world of um, artificial intelligence in the world, right? (laughs) To the point where, you know, I heard on the radio this morning that here in Australia, my state of New South Wales, that they're actually going to do have um, artificial intelligence play a big part in the education system going forward as like for tutoring and stuff like that, which as a, as a parent of two boys, I don't know what I think of that because I'm trying to it's get them away from screens. Family. You know, I'm trying to get them away from screens and now they're really kind of pushing it more forward. Um, when it comes to that kind of aspect of stuff, and let's just not talk about it so much in regards to the film, but how about in regards to filmmaking? What is your feel of what artificial intelligence might do, be a positive or negative for filmmaking going forward? Because, you know, there's that writer strike going on right now and a lot of writers are very kind of, you know, and I think justifiably so, concerned about where artificial intelligence might be able to, I don't know, automate a whole industry of writing. That that could be a, a possibility, who knows. But um, what's your kind of take on artificial intelligence in regards to filmmaking in the future of filmmaking you review yourself being a writer and filmmaker yeah i mean yeah again without getting too too much into the film i think it's 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 scary how much has changed even since we made the film um mm. and just the integration of of kind of the technology like when we were making the movie a lot of this stuff was pretty primitive and so um I think with the in regards to the future, I, I hope it becomes a really useful tool that can we can utilize to just make better films. But obviously, there is the the scary notion of of the the idea of just fully automated creative endeavors of, of scripts and stuff, where you kind of lose the authenticity, which is a big thing that we kind of explore in the film. Um, but the the scary thing for me, I think, is just the fact that we we aren't going to be able to trust anything in within a couple of years. It's like it feels like it's misinformation, and and these kind of issues that we're already dealing with are only going to get accelerated dramatically. Which I think the the film, without saying much, does does explore. Yes, 
just what, what can you can you trust the stuff that you see online? Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting thing because you know we were just delving, we're talking a little bit um, um beforehand about um before our interview about pre post pandemic kind of thing. The post pandemic world to me, I think, is that people have become incredibly much more comfortable using things like Zoom and Facebook and such because we couldn't do anything else but that for like one or two years, right? So we always become, um, uh, I don't know if you, if you could say brainwashed. I don't know if that's a word to use here, but we've definitely become much, much more, it's much become much more part of our life, I think, even before the pandemic because at least before the pandemic, um, there was a, there are moments where we can stay away from this stuff for a long stretch of time, but having been just stuck in the same room, in the same location, using the same devices to communicate like this. I mean, this is great how we're talking from across mm-hmm. seas to one another right now. But at the same time, you've got to think, um, I wonder what the, the future holds in regards to that. And like in just going to your movie, um, the stuff in Influencer, it kind of touches on that stuff as well because you know, a lot of the stuff I'm sure that um, Emily is doing, she's great. She's she is using these these technologies to become uh, independent. Uh, you know, uh, worker to go out there work on their own and such. But there, there's always that downside, right? So I don't know, man. But I, I, I'm I'm kind of scared about. It. I hope it is used as a good tool. But what I'm really afraid of is what's going to do with the film industry in the future. I mean, if someone came to you with an AI generated script in like ten years from now, is that something that you would go, ah, oh, I'll, I'll look into that or what? I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll just become a Luddite, I guess, and it'll be it'll become a niche <laughs> niche thing. I, I mean, it, the, it is crazy just even seeing how much how far far uh, like the video generation has come in the last like mm. two months. Okay. It, it's almost like like we'll probably. I mean, it's if if this if it just keeps improving, we're probably going to see just fully generated movies without actors. So it's like, how do we kind of grapple with that? And our audience is going to care. That'll be the biggest question. Yeah, I think there will be. It, it kind of becomes the idea of like mp3s versus cassettes and or, or kind of any of those kind of massive shifts in in where technology kind of up uprooted the whole thing so i i don't know it's 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 really hard to say exactly where it's going but it's it, it, try not to be a pessimist i guess and just kind of go with the wave and because for me i i don't think that i think humans need a purpose and we need to create and, and feel like we're yeah. contributing so if if it's just if it just becomes this shallow entertainment that uh it, i mean it's it goes much further than just the film industry i think we're grappling with a pretty big existential thing <laughs> speaking of that um uh, creativity you yourself um uh this movie took some time to get off the ground because of the COVID and everything else that was going on there. Um, your next project, you foresee it going to come across a little quicker and then, then to say the break between um, a spiral and, and this view. I know you do like a lot of producing and stuff, but in between, but I'm talking more in regards to writing, directing context. Yeah. I mean, the next, the next project's coming together. We're, uh, we're developing it, hoping to shoot pretty soon. So it's, uh, it's just kind of waiting for, for a couple little pieces to kind of fall into place. Um, but yeah, as a producer, we just wrapped another movie that Brandon Christensen directed, um, actually just like a week ago. Um, so we're just into post-production on that. And then we have kind of a couple other things in the works. So, uh, COVID honestly didn't, didn't slow us down too much. We ended up shooting a couple of films through it, but influencer definitely got pushed back just with the, the travel nature of it. It was, it was challenging because it was, we were, we were ready to go and the pandemic hit and it was like, wow, this, it's like the one thing that could stop this little indie movie we were greenlit everything we were in the process of casting and then it kind of it definitely took us by surprise 
Well, it's out, it's coming out tomorrow. I can't wait for people to watch it. I've watched it myself, and I got to say that it's really great to be able to, um, after watching films and in, in reviewing films and talking to filmmakers for so long, to be able to uh, watch a movie like Influencer and be constantly surprised and uh, through all the twists and turns in it. Uh, one thing uh, is for certain: I didn't expect that credit se- opening credit sequence to come in the way that it did. That was really, really, really well done there. And for everyone listening, you can find out exactly what I'm talking about. May 26 on Shutter influencer i really recommend people check this film out it's a great psychological thriller love the performances love the locations and curtis david harder you know um, spiral was one of my favorite films of, of the year when that came out and influencer um is up there for me as well this year so really great work here man um and i can't wait to see the next one so when that next one comes along give me a yell i'll have to watch that one and talk to you again awesome thank you so much matt